Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole, and as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, guys, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button. I am up to 602 subscribers. That is awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Try to get to 700 as fast as we can. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right. If you guys follow me on Facebook, uh, Sports Strawberry Ice, I announced yesterday there would not be a show yesterday because the power went out in my house. I'm sitting there writing the show and trying to get it all done and no power. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to do the show. I couldn't even get on the internet. I mean, it knocked everything out. So I couldn't look anything up. I had no idea what was going on. It didn't come back on until like eight o'clock last night. So it was very frustrating. So I apologize for not having a show yesterday, but you know how life goes. Things happen and you got to move on. So we got a show today. So let's see what we got today. All right. I got a interesting topic that I'd like to hopefully have you guys discuss and give me your thoughts on it. Now, in the NBA draft and the NFL draft, you always have the biggest busts ever. And like you can go from Sam Bowie in the NBA to Ryan Leaf or Jamarcus Russell in the NFL. Now, my question is, do you ever consider number one draft picks in Major League Baseball to be busts? And I tend to say no, because one of the hardest things in sports to do, I think, is to take a round bat and hit a round ball and make it go straight. Now, in college, all those guys use metal bats. So they have to make the uh, the learning curve or whatever to go from metal to wood. And there is a difference. I mean, the ball, you, you can get um, a lot easier hits off a metal bat than you can a wood bat. And then you got the high school kids. They draft those. They could be doing great in high school, but then they get into the minors and they're actually playing against men. So to me, those are two huge factors as to why you never hear about a baseball players' first round pick being a bust. Now, I know there's been times where the Reds have missed on opportunities to draft some really good players. And one of them is a guy named Derek Jeter. We could have drafted him. We drafted Chad Matola instead, and the Yankees took Derek Jeter right behind him. But Derek Jeter was a high school kid. I mean, you didn't know. You didn't know he was going to be as good as he as he became. So that's where I personally think that there aren't any busts in Major League Baseball because it's a big crapshoot. I mean, I know that the Tigers spent all this money on their first-round pick, and I know these first-round picks are getting a lot of money, and a lot of them are coming up to – the major leagues are a lot faster than they used to. So it's a little bit, as far as first round picks go, it's getting a little easier to judge guys who are going to be able to do it or not. Because a lot of major league baseball teams are taking their players, the higher picks are from college anymore. So the college baseball all around in general is getting better and more uh, competitive. And it's just producing more major league ready baseball players than than kids from high school. Now, if you draft a guy like King Griffin Jr., a once-in-a-lifetime player out of high school, yeah, you're probably going to be right. But that's Ken Griffin Jr. He's a once-in-a-lifetime player. 
So anyway, what's your guys' thoughts? Do you think that first round, first round baseball players that are drafted, uh, first round, obviously, and they don't make it to the major leagues or they don't have a great career, are they considered busts? We, I know they are in the NBA and in the NFL, but that's just something. That was kind of a cool little topic we can discuss. You guys can message and put your comments down below, and hopefully we have a pretty cool discussion about this. All right. Now, yesterday, I had this part written down already, so I'm going to say it anyway, because here's the first team of the NFL to announce their reducing seating. It's the Baltimore Ravens. There will be fewer than 14,000 fans allowed at, at M&T Bank Stadium, if any. Now, the stadium holds up to 71,000 people. Now, the Bengals, they play them, play the Ravens, October 11th at 1 p.m. So, my opinion, this was a little early to do this because we don't know what's going to happen. We know there's, I know there's a spike going on and everything, but to me, the important part is the hospitalization and stuff like that is not going up as much, as much as it was. A lot of people are getting, getting I always say they're getting sick. They're tested positive. So when they say they're tested positive, I'm kind of curious, does that mean they're getting sick or they're just positive? They just have it in them. And, you know, so that's why I think it's a little bit of jumping the gun. But the Bengals today, they've already came out and said that they will tarp off the first six to eight rows of the seats to align with the new NFL rules. But there might be more that happens. You might have to, they might make you, I should say, wear a mask and social distance and they might reduce the crowd dramatically. It all depends on what they want to do. Now, the other thing I got in this article, it says that it looks like the NFL will let each individual team make their own decision, excuse me, as to what to do. This is why I think the Ravens came out and said, this is what they're doing. Now, as far as me goes, I know if you are regular to the show, you know I have season tickets this year, and it's my first time having season tickets. I am way in the sky. So I am nowhere close to any of the players or anybody else. They want me to wear a mask. That's fine. They want me to sign a piece of paper, waiver, saying I won't sue them if I come into the stadium and I uh, end up getting... Uh, the coronavirus or whatever. Um, they want us to social distance or whatever they want us to do. I will be willing to do it so I can go watch the Bengals. But I think all that is, I think it's, I think my opinion, since we have, the NFL doesn't have to make a decision right now because we have the MLS, like I said, they're back. I'll get to that in a minute. They started yesterday. NBA is coming back soon. NHL is coming back soon. So I think the next two months, two and a half months, the NFL can wait, sit back and wait and see what happens. You know, as far as if those sports are able to get um, crowds in. Now I know um, it's not going to happen for the NHL or or major or uh, the NBA because they're all in their own little areas. But uh, Major League Soccer is planning on after this tournament coming back. I think to their own stadiums and playing. Now, Major Baseball, they are going to play at their own stadiums. Maybe we get some playoffs. Maybe we'll let some people in. I don't know. But these are all things that, the fluid situation, we don't know what's going to happen. So I think they have time to try to make a determination. I mean, they could let people in and then during the season decide not to. I mean, it's all up to them as to what could happen. All right. Now, like I said, 
MLS is back. So finally got uh, some team sports. MLS is the first team sport to come back in uh, North America. Now, all teams are there, but Dallas and Tennessee unfortunately had to drop out because they've had too many players test positive for the coronavirus. Again, they keep saying testing positive. That just means they have it. I don't know if the players got sick. I, I, that, that's the part, that's the information I wish they would give us. Like, are they getting sick or are they just asymptomatic? And, and if you're asymptomatic and you're not coughing and sneezing and don't have a temperature, can you pass it on to people? Because I've read that you can't pass it on through sweat now. So, and, you know, it's a daily thing. It changes from day to day. So, anyway, unfortunately, Dallas and Tennessee will not be participating in this tournament. FC Cincinnati fans, we can watch our team 10.30 p.m. versus a Columbus crew on Fox Sports 1. Now, I know I at first, when I first read it, it was at 10.30, I'm like, why in the world are they doing it so late? But I was watching the first game last night between uh, Orlando and Miami, and it was kind of hard to follow because, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about soccer, but it's sports that I'm watching it. And the announcers mentioned that they're doing 9 a.m. 9 a.m. games and 10 o'clock games so they get out of the heat in Florida because it's July and it's Florida. And it's like 9,000 degrees down there. So I understand why it's at 1030 at night now. So for FC Cincinnati fans, we could actually get to watch our team. I'm definitely going to be watching it. And uh, hopefully I will learn more rules about soccer, learn the players, learn stuff. So I, I want to. I'm willing to do it. I'm going to try. <laughs> All right, UC football news. So it sounds like UC football fans will not have to worry about Coach Luke Fickle leaving anytime soon. Now, this is according to Dodd's 2020 Football Hot Seat Ranking. Now, they evaluate the job security for all FBS head coaching head coaches of all 131, or 100, excuse me, 130 FBS coaches. Now, Fickle has improved his. Last year, they ranked him as one, which means he's safe and secure. That was last year. Now, this year, he's ranked as untouchable, at zero. He's untouchable. He's not going anywhere, which is great. I don't... UC fans, I know as a UC football fan, when we had it rolling, we went from D'Antonio to Kelly to Butch Jones. It was three years and they were gone. That's all three of them. They three years and took off. Fickle will be the first coach since Tommy Tuberville, which we all know how that went, <laughs> to make it to a fourth year, which we all thought, me included, I thought he was leaving for Michigan State back in the uh, spring you know, into the winter when we're all going nuts about that. But he turned them down and he's staying at UC. And from all, everything that I've read, he likes it here. Now, of course, if Ohio State comes calling, it's his alma mater. I'm pretty sure he'll be gone then. Notre Dame, those like big name schools, I don't think we have a shot of keeping him. But let's enjoy him for as long as we have him. And hopefully we'll have a college football season and hopefully we'll be able to watch it. Hopefully we'll be able to get to go to it. But that's all up in the air. But for now, Luke Figgle has a very secure job. And he's very, very happy here. When was the last time you heard that about a, a UC football coach? And you actually, put it way, and you actually believed it. Because we had Brian Kelly tell us that he really likes it. He doesn't want to leave. Yada, yada, yada. Then Notre Dame calls. Out the door he went. <laughs> so, 
I really believe Luke likes it here. I believe his family likes it here. He's got one of his sons on the team starting this this next year. So there's a lot of good going for Bearcat fans and, and, and UC football in general to make a really good run here. I, I think if Luke stays the next two or three years, we got a shot at, at getting back to going to like the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or something like that. The problem is it's a lot harder now than it was before because before we were in the Big East. And the Big East was in the BCS Championship, so we got you know, that league earned a, a major bowl bid. You know, the AAC doesn't have that, and it's hard for the lower uh, teams to, to get in there. I mean, Central Florida went undefeated, and they didn't get in. Well, I think about it. They did get in. They beat, um, they beat Auburn. So it can happen. Hopefully, it'll happen for Bearcat fans. Hopefully, we'll actually win the bowl game. That would be awesome. All right, as I said earlier, uh, NHL, they are coming back. Uh, they will be beginning their season August 1st. They'll be playing in two cities, Edmonton and Toronto. Those are going to be their two hub cities. I I don't, I doubt it's, a, it's going to be a, I think it's a 25-team uh, playoff. They're going right into the playoffs. So it's going to be very fun and very interesting to watch. And, the one good thing about this whole thing for the pandemic for um, CBJ, for the Columbus Blue Jackets, is they made the playoffs. They were, the last week before all, all the shutdown came and they were, they were in, they were out, they were in there. They were, you know, they were so close to being out of it. Well, since they're letting 25 teams in, they're in. And the good thing is, for the Blue Jackets, everybody's healthy. Because remember, Seth Jones was out for, I think, the last month. Cam's back. Everybody's back. Everybody's nice and healthy, so we can make a really good, hopefully, a really good run at this. Now, the other thing, look at it, the, the, the bad, I don't want to say bad side, but the way the NHL draft lottery went, I'm pretty sure this is the way it is. The, the team that I think loses first <laughs> gets the number one pick overall. So... If the Blue Jackets don't get past the first round, they could end up with the number one pick in the draft. So that might be, not be not that ah, that might not be so bad. But I'd rather go win the Stanley Cup. To be honest. Anyway, it's gonna be fun. August first, NHL is getting started, and like I said, hopefully they'll eventually let fans in. I don't know. I know CBJ. They've been practicing at NWA for a while. If you don't know what NWA is, Nationwide Arena. So I know they've been practicing there for probably almost a month now, I think. Trying out because Daniel's been trying to figure out what city or cities they're gonna do this in. So get started August 1st. I'm very excited about that. Now yesterday was cool, and I, I had to watch the replay because like I said, power went out at my house. But the Reds played a three-inning inner squad game. Versus themselves. That's why it's called Inner Squad. We could have watched it on Facebook Live. Now, there was no sound. Like, they've been doing, uh, all week, they've been showing the summer camp. And it's been really cool watching the guys play and and, and, and batting practice and fielding practice. And if you're a sports junkie like me and I love baseball, it was awesome just watching it. I mean, I, I saw earlier in the week, Trevor Bowers pitching to Castellanos. Castellanos jacked one out. He did a bat flip. Talking trash to him I was like, oh, that was awesome. And I, you couldn't hear any of it. I mean, they had 
uh, music playing in the background. It'd be cool if we could get the just the sound of the ballpark, but right now I will take what I can get. And I was happy that uh, we got the Reds or got to watch the Reds yesterday. Like I said, I had to watch it on the replay because I lost my power. Also, yesterday, Sonny Gray, or excuse me, David Bell, coach of the Reds, announced that Sonny Gray will be the Reds' opening day starter versus the Tigers. So, I mean, it's not really surprising. It's going to be either him or, or Castillo. So, either Castillo started last year, so Sonny Gray starts this year. Either way, the Reds have got four very solid starting pitchers. And like I've said in multiple shows, we've got to get off to a great start. You cannot start slow. No team can start off slow this year, or you're going to get left in the dust very, very quickly. All right, guys. Now we come to the part of the show where I tell you about my Facebook groups that I help run. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. Now, if you listen to me on the podcast, which is great. My podcast is, is growing. I'm getting more and more viewers on there. So if you guys can't always get the YouTube channel and you're driving around and you want to listen to me, make sure you check out the podcast. It's on Anchor, Beanpot, Spotify. I think it's on Apple tuned. I always keep telling you to give me the five-star review if you're listening to me on Apple because I think I'm on Apple, but I'm not really sure. Either way, it's just a good way for you guys to listen to me. And uh, like I said, not everybody can always watch the show. Speaking of the show, I said at the beginning of the show, it's I have 602 subscribers on YouTube. That is awesome. Let's get that rolling. Try to get to 700 as fast as we can. Trying to get to be the biggest YouTube sports guy and in Cincinnati, I don't care about the nation, just here in Cincinnati. I'm trying to rep my Bengals, rep my Bearcats, rep the Reds. Just tell everybody how great our city is and how awesome we are. Other than that, it's just Wednesday and I see here. Oh, I say it's Thursday. I don't have anything I say on Thursdays. What's up? I'm just in the show. <laughs> That's just sports, baby. See you guys.